0: Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way
1: down in my plums. What's up, peeps? It is uh, February 21st, 2021. It is a Sunday evening, and I just got done talking to Ryan Cook on this episode of The Bass Report. This was a long one for sure. This is way longer than anyone we've ever done before. We did the q and I want to apologize to everybody who left questions uh, earlier last week. Uh, we generally try to do this, me and Ryan, uh, midweek. He was super busy. I had some stuff going on as well. We were just not able to uh, you know, get on the right schedule there uh, to get it in so that when I posted that on Instagram, the question, uh, unfortunately, I didn't archive the story. And so all of those answers disappear with the story. I wasn't aware of that. I am now. So I apologize. Uh, we did go through a bunch of Q&A here and I reposted today and I got some, some uh, questions from everybody. So I appreciate you guys doing that. Um, like I said, I, I do apologize for the people who sent, had took the time to, to put in questions and then they got, you know, they were just lost and uh, that's my bad. So, I can make it up to you somehow um yeah I mean this we, we we ranged all over on this one it was a lot of fun as always with Ryan um uh, just he's a really easy person to talk to and and I enjoy it uh yeah it's crazy windstorm on Saturday I don't know if you guys were out fishing I know it's a lot of people out fishing the bite's good it looks like in pretty much everywhere I mean if 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 you were out, you had a good chance of catching them this weekend. Uh, I unfortunately honey dude, this weekend. Uh, hopefully getting out next weekend uh, up to the mother load. Yeah, I think that's all. Um, follow us at the thebass.report on Instagram. Um, the website is the thebass.report, as usual. And we'll get into it because this one is already long. So... Thanks for listening. Here we go. Ranka.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I don't know how to put this, but
2: I'm kind of a big deal.
0: Well, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. Gator don't play no shit. You you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never never been about playing no shit.
1: Come, children. Let me tell you a tale
0: about ships and whales. what's happening
1: what's going on my dude
0: we're back on the horn
1: we are on that horn
0: what's going on man that's what i'm talking about oh it is good to talk to you i'm excited
1: yeah i know we ran into some scheduling issues this last week it was a little crazy for both of us i think so uh, yeah
0: it's just one of those weeks man i apologize but we are no, we working. are back on the wagon back on the road that's
1: right um and and I, I mentioned this in in the intro, um, but I apologize to everybody. The first time we put that up, uh, we were, you know, best laid plans, right? We were planning on doing it Tuesday night like we usually do and it didn't happen and, and I was unaware that if you don't archive the story where I where you put the little app there for people to ask questions, um mm-hmm. then it they disappear into the ether. So <laughs> Um, those original questions, I apologize. I remember um, at least one of them, uh, but not all of them. I put up another question thing today, but I know a bunch of people sent you questions directly. So we've got plenty. I just want to apologize to everybody who did leave questions on there that I missed uh, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a social media failure in that regard. So my fault.
0: But I got to take responsibility for most of that. It it was a crazy, just one of those weeks, man, you know, not necessarily a bad week, just Issue after issue after issue just kept stacking up, and it just... No, oh, I
1: don't think it's anybody's fault. It's just, it just... It is what it is, and it happened. Um, definitely my, my fault for not knowing that. And but, you know, learning experience, right? Right.
0: We learn and we and and we grow. Do we? such as such as life and and in podcasting.
1: All right. Sweet dude, well,
0: I like that. I'm um, use that
1: one. What's been going on? And you've had you've had a a pretty good last week and a half. Um, you know, you're posting some crazy. Uh, Crazy sacks out of Maloney's for sure,
0: dude. Maloney's has been fun, bud. So and it and it's all, it's all across the board. I mean, you can. I don't want to say you can catch them doing about just anything you want right now. And there's a lot of dead water and dead dead times of day on certain water. But uh, I'm I'm pretty much running creek channels up there for my guiding. That's the best bite. We're around a ton of bait. Um, man, I should post a couple pictures on my story of what this bait has looked like the last oh, 10 days or so um, at certain times when it's getting really thick and it's, and it's several Creek channels got them. Um, I'm talking 60 foot of water and it is a solid wall of bait, you know, 20 foot below the surface. And I, am literally catching some fish and 60 foot down, down 20, 30 on top of the bait. You can go down to the bottom of the bait and catch them. I mean, there's guys catch them on a rigs. Um, it, it's, it's been fun, and the cool thing is, the cool thing about Maloney's right now is you can be in, on one school of fish, or one school of bait, I should say. The fish are not necessarily hanging out in schools. They're just wolf packing in smaller schools through there. Um, mm-hmm. But you can drop down and catch, you know, a couple of two-pound spots, and next thing you know, you stick a four-pound largemouth, the next drop, it's a four-pound spot. I had a guy in there uh, hanging out with me the other day, a, a couple of old-timers who put on an absolute clinic, by the way, um, it was one of those deals. It, it makes you go home and reevaluate what you're doing. Cause you're like, well, they're doing something I'm not. But, uh, uh, dude, I, I watched a guy catch a seven pound German Brown within 30 minutes between our two boats. He had caught a seven pound German Brown. We caught a four and a half pound squawfish or Sacramento Pike. If you don't know what those are, look them up. It's an ugly, crazy fish. That's kind of cool to catch. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple of nice small a muley, and then two solid largemouth with spots mixed in. I'm talking everything in that lake is is on the move right now. It is it, it is very cool. Right on. So, yeah, yeah, kind of- dude. Um, Maloney's is the place if you want to go have fun. McClure and Pedro's kicking on too though right now.
1: Yeah, no, I've and I've kind of seen it all over the place just on social media. Definitely aside from you, there's other guys out there. Maloney's just you know I was talking to Brock. Uh, Guy I talked to on, on Instagram. Um, I shared his, mm-hmm. his post. He had seventy five fish between him and his buddy and he's like, man, yeah, yeah. that's Brock they, Riggs, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were they were catching him, you know, and and I'm I won't give up all of his juice, but they were catching him like you said, on everything, man. Just, you know, whatever no, you yeah. Whatever you feel like doing, if you want to go out there and try a new I guess it's one of those things where if you want to go try a new technique with the bite like it is, mm-hmm. get some confidence in something, man, that's now's the time to do it.
0: Yeah. And you still got to be around fish. And and real quick, Brock is a, is a stud. He's a young kid. I, mm-hmm. I, um, I fished tournaments a lot of years against his dad. His dad's name Steve Riggs. Really nice guy. Um, and it's, and Brock is a stud. I mean, this kid's going to, you know, he's definitely, well, I, I say kid, he's not that young, but he's one of those locally. You're going to hear his name a lot in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he's been doing it his whole life, you know, and he's got it figured out, but, but, there, there is a great bite at Maloney's. There's a great numbers bite if you're on the right stuff. Now, with that being said, it's very easy to go fish a lot of dead water fish four, five, six hours, um, you know, and, and not get bit. They they are they are schooled up. When I say the fish I'm on are not schooled up as far as I don't think they're running in two, three hundred fish schools. I think there's wolf packs of 2030, um, and there's several of them. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought on that, but... If you're not getting bit, keep moving. That's the main thing. Keep moving. There's a decent shallow bite. Every main lake point right now has a lot of fish on it. Almost every secondary point has a lot of fish on it. Most of the creeks have fish in them. Uh, there's a great bite out on the offshore humps, if that's your thing, if you're good with your Navionics, man. I mean, that's that's probably the most consistent bite. Um, there's fish moving up into the wood. Pre-spawn fish, you know, afternoons, they they like to get up there real, real shallow up in the wood out, you know, out offshore that's starting to happen. Mm. Um my buddy John Myers was up there in his kayak the other day, just real quick. Um, I'm not sure if you saw this. I, I didn't post it on Instagram, I don't think. But my buddy John Myers, who's my mentor, he took his kayak up there doing a kayak online tournament and he stuck a ten eighty two on a net the other day. <laughs> I've got the yes. video, the yeah. If anybody follows me on Facebook, check it out and I'll try to throw the video of him in the kayak up. Up on my Instagram story as soon as we're done with this, it, it's uh, it's really cool. But the point I was getting at is, John went out there, only stuck six fish all day. You know, and he's as good as anybody around here. He just didn't get on the right stuff at the right time. So I don't want people to go out there and think they're going to go smash him because it's definitely not wide open. But if you get on them, oh boy, it, it's it's time to light them up. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's I. It, not common knowledge, but I mean that you have to find them, yeah. but, but they're, but they're chewing. Yeah. So if you can find them,
0: um, yeah. They are, they are on the chew. Their bellies are full, dude. I mean, we're catching fish several a day, several that are spitting up shad at the boat, you know, as they do, of course. Mm-hmm. And these shad are still kicking on top of the water. They're not even dead yet. <laughs> it's yeah. stupid. Like cool. several times a day. That is it's cool. awesome.
1: Well, so what's going on with the other lakes, man? I mean, I know. I mean, it's been tough. I didn't talk. Well, I didn't talk to you last week, and I fished that tournament at McClure. Uh, Not, of course, not this weekend. We're recording this on a Sunday, so not this weekend, but the weekend prior. And uh, we pre-fished that on Friday, and we we fished on Saturday. We we were catching fish. Um, Yeah, but we weren't. You know, it was real hard to get out of that cookie cutter, one point one to one point four. You know, if you're lucky, 1.2, you know, we were able to get one, one and a half on tournament day, and and that was really it, you know. And like you said, a lot of bait, a lot of fish, caught caught a lot. Just, you know, they can't they, – they're out there. Um, so, and then, of course, like you talked about the week prior, some guy ends up sticking a nine out there. And the closest, I think, fish to that was a 210. So.
0: Right. Crazy. But But did you see – And this is one thing I want to talk about real quick. Um, before I go off on that, to answer your question, unfortunately McClure has not changed much since we've been doing this podcast. And Mm -hmm. that's, and there's a reason I've only been up there once since we've been doing this podcast. Um, you know, it's, it's very hard to make a a fun fishing day when your biggest fish of the day is going to be a pound and a half, you know, even if you're catching 30, 40 of them, unless it's a young kid or something like that, of course, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, but the one thing that I've been saying, and I think we talked about this on the podcast last time or a few weeks ago, um, but I think I remember saying something about when these big ones do move up at McClure, we're going to see some absolute giants this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. If not, I was talking to somebody about it. Um, no, we, talk- we, we, no, we talked. we was- talked
1: about it, and I think you and Kennedy is the one of the ones who he, he he messaged me and he said, "How does he call this stuff?" Because you called it. You did last time we talked. He said, "As soon as they cool. start coming up, they're going to people are going to start sticking these bigger ones."
0: I took you and Kennedy out yesterday. That was my trip on Maloney's yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And you and and he asked me the same thing, dude. How did you call that? And I go, well, because it's it's mid February, you know, on a lake that's been planted with trout all winter long. Sooner or later, you put that many boats on there, somebody's going to stick a big one. I can't believe it nobody has yet. I said that this tournament, somebody's going to stick one. And the guy did it, and I'm not trying to talk any sort of crap by any means. He told the story. It was a complete fluke how he caught it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, He was throwing the right bait, but it definitely wasn't the right retrieve or the plan he had in mind. Um, But he did stick him a giant. And this thing, if you've seen pictures of it, this thing weighed, I want to say 980, 982, whatever it was. Um, And it was probably, I I don't know the measurements on it, but this fish was probably 23 inches long, which is a very, very short, very, very short nine plus pounder. Um, and this, and this fish's head, if you look at the picture, this fish has the mouth of a six pounder and weighs almost 10. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when they eat trout all winter long. And that Lake has been stacked with trout. My buddy, Kenny shepherd, a few days before that tournament stuck at eight, I want to say eight thirty, And if you saw the picture of, and I, I don't want to share it out of respect for him because it's got some background stuff. Um, I'm not sure if he did or not, but this fish was 980. And when I looked at the picture, this fish has got a no 830. There's an 830. This fish has got a five pound head, five pound mouth. Mm-hmm. So I cannot wait for that first wave of bed fish to move up. And I I I don't know when it's going to happen. If I had to make a prediction, I, I'd say um, uh, if it doesn't get cold, I'd say in another two weeks we're going to see a couple big fish up real shallow. Um, some people say I'm crazy. But mark my words, if it does, if we don't have another big cold snap within two weeks, you're at least going to see a bunch of bucks up cruising the banks. Um,
1: well, that's good parts of good. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about actually taking a week off and I'm, I'm just going to fish everywhere for a week. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go for it. My yeah. wife's going to hate me. Um, but uh, yeah, Dude, I mean, it's going to happen here soon, right? It's the same thing on the Delta. It's just, it's so close to be, to breaking wide open out there as well. Um, you know, I talked to Ryan Cloutier last week. And, you know, he's of the same mind, um, really all the same. And, and, uh, Borges said the same thing. I mean, it's real close out there to, to, to starting to break open. So,
0: oh yeah, we've had a mild winter and unless something else comes, we're going to have a real, real early spring, you know, Mm -hmm. as, as far as the, as far as the bass are concerned, you know, and when those almonds start to blossom, you know, the whole valleys lit up right now, my allergies are going crazy. Everybody else is, Hey, (laughs) it's, it's, it is not far away. Yeah. Um, but we're going to see some giant, and I say McClure, especially McClure, because, well, and Pedro, really, we're going to have a similar thing at Pedro, but with those big fish staying out offshore, deep suspended for so long, with that many trout in the lake, way more than we've had the last several years, dude, those females that normally weigh 10 are going to weigh 11, the 12s are going to weigh 13, 14. It's going to be a really, really short window, if I had to guess. We're going to have probably about no more than a month that they're going to be up, um, total, but dude, you're going to see some tanks caught.
1: We need to talk to you about, we need to talk to you about how to, how to target some of those and some of the best ways to go about that. Not any one specific way, but different ways to kind of target those fish moving up when they've been suspended for so long, like you said, there's, there's so many trout. Um, if you're out there fishing at all, I mean, you have follows constantly by trout I mean, it's, I was back there in the river at McClure and you're just seeing them on top, just swimming everywhere. I mean, they're literally everywhere. Oh, yeah. I threw up into, I think threw up into like three feet of water with a, with like a June bug Senko and I had a trout just literally inhale that thing. And I, I it was like, the last thing no, I would have expected to catch a trout on is a wacky rig Senko,
0: but made a real, they'll me- eat them.
1: Made a real mess in my boat, I'll tell you that.
0: They always do, don't they? Oh my God nasty slime little things and oh you catch them <laughs> i just... love
1: trout too and it's like but it's so weird because you can catch 30 bass in a day and your boat looks nice one foul hooked trout and it's all it's all it's all bad
0: do wait till you get you about a uh oh about a 20 25 pound channel cat on a spoon this next fall with me that just slung <laughs> the heck out of your carpet man that's that's even worse
2: Ugh
1: well, that wasn't really oh, a big real deal because the, no, the hey, boat was wet as
0: all hell. Uh, anyway, go ahead. W- when you come up here this spring to do your week of fishing, just hey, Outwater, we got some room for you. That's a good base camp. You're well, within an hour of all the lakes around there here.
1: There is a good little little spot I know of. Yeah, it's uh, right there I, in Outwater. Yep. So I appreciate. Yep, it. Yep. I'll even
0: man. buy you an extra box of Pop-Tarts, dude. I'll hook you up. I, <laughs> like,
1: like I got to tell you, I got to tell you about the tiny house we stayed at, though. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> it was cool, man. Honestly, that place is a little gem. Like they'll let you, you know, back right in. It's really like kind of off the beaten path. Backed in, backed the boat in. Uh, dude brought out a extension cord. I was able to plug in. Didn't take anything out of the boat, just covered it up. It was so out of the way. Like I felt completely safe, just leaving everything in the boat. Um, yeah, man, it was it was perfect. And then to, to leave just honestly jumped in the boat and it literally it's 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 maybe 10 minutes from 15 10 15 minutes from the launch at uh at mcclure anyway so and it's it's in between the two so it's probably only it's only probably only 20 minutes from from pedro so it it really is if you're gonna you're going to like want to go and do – if you're from somewhere else outside of the state and you want to have a little base camp, I would seriously look into that place. It's pretty cool. Really nice lady. It is a tiny little place. I mean, if it's you and a buddy, luckily I have a short partner because he slept on a very short – he slept on a he very short couch. He doesn't
0: like to be called that. We call him vertically challenged. That's, That's right. But, you, but.
1: He, was, he was just small enough to – and he's like, even me, I, this couch is pretty small. Like I've never – it's rare that I have to, like, curl my feet in on a couch. But, I mean, if you don't mind bunking up with your with your buddy, um, the bed's big enough. Uh, but,
0: yeah, well, it's Well, I think me and all the listeners here want to know, Joe. I only have one question for you. What's that? Who was Big Spoon? Who was Little Spoon?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I, I invited him. I said, you know, man, that, that couch doesn't look very comfortable. And I actually brought, like, a full-on, like, my – the same thing I brought to your place. But you had already had everything all set up. But I brought, like, a, a big, thick – this camp mat that I have that's really nice. There was nowhere to put it. The place was so small. I mean it's laid out well. It's it's cute, but you couldn't even put an air mattress so it,
0: out. Is it literally one of those little tiny homes like you like it's those little outdoor storage sheds basically that's been converted? It
1: is it looks like a it looks like a single wide that's been cut lengthwise in half and then a quarter of it.
0: It's I just, feel like I want to take that thing and slap some pontoons under it, and just go put it on the lake and anchor it down.
1: Why not? I mean, it's a it, like
0: perfect little white like trash houseboat.
1: It was. It. It was. It's comfy. It's clean. You know, like I said, really nice people. So, if you guys are, look it up on, uh, on uh, Airbnb. It was a. It was a good time.
0: Yep. And then, real quick, Joel. Not to. Um, just something I'm thinking about here, but for those that are that that are interested, and a lot of people don't know yet, but the lakes. Um, not Maloney's yet, but Pedro and McClure have opened up camping again. So if anybody out there's oh, been waiting, have they? The weather's nice. It's time to yeah. Uh, but yes. they're doing something weird. They're doing something weird. Go check online. I I, I don't know which one's which and all this stuff, but uh, one of them is not taking online reservations. It's first come first serve. So if you're going to go up there, you might want to call ahead of time and make sure they still got you know 15, 20 spots. So you don't get up there and they get get turned away with all your gear packed. That would be that'd be frustrating, but.
1: You said that's, pe- they, that, you said have that's Pedro?
0: It. Pedro and McClure? I'm or? not sure which one is not taking online reservations. Oh, I, you said, I, but, I don't but, want to say. But Pedro has
1: opened up camping in some way, shape, or form.
0: Yes, and so has McClure. Okay. Maloney's, I believe, is still... But Well, I, I haven't even checked, but I haven't seen anybody camping up there yet. So,
1: Well, I did not I did not go out fishing today. Um, I was planning on going to the Delta Day with my son. Um, I tried to get a bunch of my honeydews done because we're going to try to make the... the uh, they had Lacey next weekend. Uh, so
0: it, that's what I'm, talking about.
1: I'm, I'm stoked that there's going to be camping. Cause I, I was thinking, man, like, and it started pissing me off. Cause I'm like, I want to go camping with my son and just go for a fishing the next day and not have to wake up at two in the morning, three in the morning, whatever it is to get up there in time. It'd be really nice if right. they just open up a campground. Um, I know that's a lot to ask, uh, you know, but
0: yeah, but they listen. I'm, gl- well, so I'm glad you're, you're you know? golden.
1: So good deal. Um, so that that makes it all the more likely that I will be up there next weekend. So I got all my stuff. My honey do list is done this weekend. Got all my stuff done. So we're ready.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun deal. Mm-hmm. I am excited. So it's shaping up to be some beautiful weather too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it looks like it's going to get real, real good. And uh, like I said, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. And. uh we got some Q and A today. We've already kind of rambled here for a little bit, so you want to you want to jump into that?
0: Let's jump right into it. Feet uh, first or head first? What are you looking for? It's up to you, brother.
1: It's it's dealer's so, choice.
0: I'm a head first kind of guy. Let's 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 get after it. All right.
1: I'll just wade in. All right. Um. So just
0: one, just one little tippy toe.
1: <laughs> just the tip, just for a second. Just see how it feels. <laughs>
0: Good old Vince Vaughn.
1: Yeah, Vince Vaughn. I've been trying to I've been I've been actually working on my Vince Vaughn's just for you. So hope you enjoyed that one.
0: It wasn't bad. I mean, i you know take use in practice, but it wasn't bad. I think
1: it was solid, but whatever, bro. <laughs> what uh uh this is a good one. Um what uh glide bait and color do you like best on Maloneys? And this is coming from John Ellie underscore, underscore Seventeen on Instagram.
0: So that's a good question, and that's probably the best glide bait, glide bait lake around right now. Um, I like if I'm throwing a glide bait. I, I'm pretty old school. I'm pretty simple, and I'm pretty cheap. Uh, I love to throw an S waver one sixty eight and an S waver two hundred. Um, I basically throw three colors. I throw light trout, light trout most of the time. Um, if it's really, really clear, really sunny, not much wind, I might go to more of that um, that kokanee pattern. You know, like it's just got a little bit of silver in it. I'm not even sure of the actual color. I want to say kokanee. And then if I get in a little bit of stained water, pre-spawn, um, creeks start to get a little muddied up for some reason. I like can I guess the color called
1: can I get go oh it. it? It's not the bone.
0: That's a great guess, but totally wrong. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried. It's called the warden. Okay. It's called the warden. It's 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 kind of white with a blue head. It's kind of like strike kings, like sexy shad color. Um, those are my three favorite colors, and the reason I like the one sixty eight over the two hundred, even though the two hundred's bigger, you'd think you get bigger bites. A lot of people love the two hundred. I I don't dislike it by any means, but that one sixty eight, I can fish it a lot more aggressive. I can fish it um, if you ever. Go put that thing in the water and check it out, but you can literally slow roll it. You can fish it like a rip bait if you if you get your cadence and your twitches down or your real twitches down. You fish that thing just like a rip bait, you know, pop, 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 pause, pop, 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 pause. Um, and the way I really like to fish it, and I got a couple guys, I always say this, it'll get mad at me, but I give you guys the juice that's all there is to it. If you put that thing in the water and you walk it just like you would a super spook or a rover, any kind of walking bait, keep a little bit of slack in your rod tip and work it just like that. That thing literally will walk the dog under the surface, just like a spook. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've caught my biggest fish on it. And if you do that with some pauses, when the fish a little bit aggressive money, hold on
1: money. Um, Um, but don't, don't, uh, from what I hear and uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because, you know, someone new coming into bigger baits, going into glide baits, maybe even to swim baits, as I um, have, S-Waiver 120, what are your thoughts?
0: So this is just me personally, and I'm not... I don't think it's just you. I don't opinion. think it's just
1: you personally, but God.
0: <laughs> I don't like the 120, and I feel like I'm, if I'm going to fish something that small, then I might as well just fish a jerk bait or a rip bait. Yeah. Um and I get man, I, I, I've thrown it a lot. And the other problem is, and this is another reason I don't throw jerk baits much. I, I'm not much of a rip bait guy, you know, and I love to fish fast, I love to cover water. But that little 120 and almost any kind of rip bait, they have very, very small treble hooks on them, right? You know, um the biggest would be like a oh, you know, heck, a number four would be a really big hook. Mm-hmm. Um I do not like to fight bigger fish on small treble hooks i do not like that so uh but it's just a personal preference thing i i don't go smaller than the 168 myself but the 120 I, man. there's a lot of guys that really like that thing
1: but you know and and you say that and that makes total sense the, the one thing with the the waiver and i've heard this from from other people um vince borges said this as well and you ask anybody they they just don't they don't swim very well um I think just probably because of the size. No. So, it's just something yeah. to put out there. Uh, if you are going to buy a waiver, probably just go for the 168 if you want to fish something a little smaller. Yep. Um, that's just something that I... If I've... you
0: want that 120, if you want to throw the 120, if you're around a bunch of smallmouth or something, you know, like smaller spots, they won't hit the bigger stuff, and, and you feel like you want that smaller glide bait, um, look up a couple YouTube videos on how to shave the inside of that to give it more action. And there that's you. that's all you need.
1: That's a pro tip right there. Right yep. there. Um, okay, I was. I think there was something else I was going to ask about that, but oh, so yeah. I mean, the thing that no, the thing is when you, you talk about like like catching bigger fish on smaller trebles. Well, I mean, guys catch ten pounders on Ned rig hooks and are able to do it. Don't you just right. have to? You know, don't you just have to pair the, your rod
0: and the action One. of that
1: rod down to your down to whatever size hooks you're fishing? Isn't that Kind
0: of the deal, if if you're going to do it, 100. But you also you also have to pair up how long you're going to fight that fish. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I've I've never personally I've never caught a 10 pounder on a Ned rig. Um, I've caught I've caught a couple over 10 on a drop shot, even a smaller hook. Um, mm-hmm. And when I hook those fish up, I'm going to do all I can to put them in the boat. You know, and I've been very very lucky and very fortunate and and, and smart with not losing too many of those bigger fish on light line on small hooks. But if I have my choice, I would much rather catch that, that eight, nine, 10, 12 pounder on a jig, um, you know, a spinner bait and a rig, uh, a shaky head, something I have a bigger hook in. I feel a lot more confident putting that fish in the boat. So I'm not saying not to do it. That's, that's just my confidence, you know? Um, if, but if, if you are going to do it, yes, 100%, that is, that is great info. What you're saying, pair your gear up to it. I throw an S-Waver 168 on basically a jig rod. We'll call it like a 7.3 to 7.5, medium-heavy, moderate-fast action, 15-pound fluorocarbon. If I was going to throw that 120, which I don't, or a rip bait, I'm going to throw it, you know, on like a rip bait rod. A 7-foot, medium, you know, moderate action, probably 10 at the most, 12-pound fluorocarbon, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if you are going to throw those smaller glide baits, and, and just about any glide bait you throw um, – just, 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 just buy yourself those replacement treble hooks, and don't get your heart broken.
2: Yeah, don't go out yeah, and spend
0: yeah. thirty bucks on a bait, and not spend five bucks on treble hooks to replace on it because it's just totally counterproductive. You're going to get your heart broken.
1: And you, do you like the KVD uh, triple grips?
0: I do. Yeah. I like the KVD triple grip. Um, depending on what I'm around, what kind of bait I'm throwing, I will either throw the regular one X or a lot of times I will beef up to a two X. Um, on my glide baits and my topwater baits. Mm-hmm. If I hook a big fish, man, I want to get it. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this to brag, but this is just the way it was. I, I caught a 910 on a rover last summer on McClure. That's, this fish probably bit a good 40 yards out, you know, long, decent cast into the wind. And this fish was in the net within no more than 12 seconds. You know, because because I had the hooks to hold her up. You know what I'm saying? Wow. If I had hooked that fish on stock hooks, you know, uh, you know, a fish like that, I'm I mean, you're going to play. You know, at least for a solid minute, if not 90 seconds. And the longer you have those fish on, better chance they have it coming off. So
1: what a stud you got are. off on a little
0: tangent there. You're but such, no trouble.
1: You're such a stud. Next question is Ryan, why are you such a stud? This is from you know what genetics from... and
0: also <laughs> your your poor. Uh, Judgment on what is considered a stud, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that question came from at uh, the dot Report. Whoever that idiot is. All right. Um, next question: um, What temp does Ryan start looking for pre-spawners um, on? You know, to start moving to beds. I think is what he's talking about. This is Jameson Haney. That's J-
0: Jamison. You said? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's my buddy. What's up, Jameson. He's listening to the podcast. Not right now, but he will be. Um, so I, man, Oh, this is one of those that I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. This is, uh, oh, that, that's a good question. I don't really want to answer it, but I'm gonna answer it. Um, you've always been told most people have been told, uh, oh, 63 to 66 is when they start spawning, you know, maybe start looking around 60. Um, the biggest two bedfish ever caught out of my boat. I caught one of them and my little cousin caught one of them. And I, I, I don't even like to say the sizes sometimes cause people are just going to say whatever, but this is all true. We've got pictures. We don't BS about fish. I've got a 1460 off of a bed. And my little cousin, Jared has a 16, even with me off of bed. Both of those fish came in 55 to 57 degree water in the middle of March when nobody else was even considering looking for bedfish. So, once that water gets up over man, 55, 56 for about a steady week, it stays there where overnight it's not dropping below that. I'm never going to say there's a guarantee there's fish on beds, but if, if you got some time, you need to go spend some time. looking. you know, for sure. for sure. And those big, another thing, those big girls, the really, really big fish. Now I'm not saying you're not going to catch a 15, 16 pounder, biggest fish in the lake late into the spawn. It's possible on a bed for the most part. They are the first ones to get up and get back down. They go quick. They don't want to be up there. They're smart enough. They know shallow water's dangerous for them on these lakes. That's not where they live. They want to be back out in open water with the trout and kokanee. Um, they get it up. They get up, and they get done as quick as possible, as early as possible. So 55, 56, man, we're, and it's been steady for over a week. I'm going to go be looking.
1: Okay. For sure. Okay. I like it. I I yeah. trust you. I know. I, I, those, those weights are legit.
0: It's S- my favorite time of year to fish, man. I mean, pre-spawn during the spawn, a, a, a lot of people are against bed fishing. I love it. You know, it, it, it's so much fun. It's a battle of wills between you and that fish. You know, we, we fight them on the right equipment, right? If we see an eight, nine pounder, we do not throw a spinning rod and a drop shot on that fish. We throw something, that we can get it in the boat quick. We're not going to wear it out. We're not going to stress it out. We're going to get a quick picture, put her back on her bed. No harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is an awesome, awesome, awesome way to fish. It is so much fun.
1: But I think it is important to do it ethically. I mean, if you, you cannot, I think it'd be really rough to pull one off a bed like that, put it in your live well, drive around all day, try to catch a bunch of them, and just let them go somewhere arbitrarily. Um, I think that's...
0: Oh, you've totally screwed up the whole spawn for that yeah, fish that's... and probably killed... Depending on the time, you, you've you killed possibly, you know, multiple 10-pounders that could have grown up into that lake. Yeah.
1: Don't do that. Take your photo uh, and let it go.
0: Do do it. Do it right. Do it right, guys. Take care of the fish. Obviously, if you're in a tournament, and that's one thing I've always, always, man, that's kind of a pain in the butt to be in a tournament when you got a bunch of bed fish, because yeah. clearly you cannot just look at a 10. That's something we don't even want to get into, but man, guys, just do everything, the best possible way to take care of these fish do it the best way you know how if, yeah if you're um, able
1: to i mean if it's in a tournament it is what it is um if you can jump back if in, it's your in boat, a tournament jump back in your boat and take them back <laughs> i yeah. know no one's gonna do yeah. that but you know it's at that like,
0: point you probably screwed it did that bet up for that fish but. yeah
1: yeah and i and and i'm one to talk like, i i did have i had my first uh my first dead fish at a win and that pissed me off more than anything to be honest with you, I was, I was, Oh, it's horrible to wait. I was fish. not, not happy with myself at all. To be honest, like at the end of that one, I was like, I might fucking not. And that, that one slipped. I might, <laughs> I might be taking <laughs> off a little bit of, of tournament fishing. I was not happy with myself. So, and
2: that's, yeah that but, was my fault. Just, I, I
1: fizzed all the other fish, Every all, all my other fish were fine. And we caught a lot that day and we cold a lot that day. Um, And for whatever reason, at that point we didn't keep we weren't catching them that deep you know out to maybe 40 50 but um all the ones that needed to be fizzed were fizzed and they were fine um and this one it's just man you got it I, I mean i do take that very seriously i'm not flipping about about fish health i don't like to just i don't like to kill things unnecessarily you know so
0: right of course but it does happen, Joel. I mean, everybody that's fish tournaments, if anybody ever, and I, yeah, you don't ever want to kill a fish, but don't feel, don't feel like you're the only one doing it. Everybody out no, there is fishing. they've it, all it, killed fish. They've it, it happens, you know, unfortunately it does happen.
1: It's just one of those things, you know, it's like there, there's certain things throughout the day that I want to do correctly. And that was mm-hmm. one of the, that's one of the big ones for me anyway. But, um, right. neither here nor there. Uh, this is a really good question. Um from Nathaniel Briones on Instagram. What uh, Photoshop app do you use for your bass picks? We all need to know.
0: I don't know. I just send them off to somebody, and they do it for me. I, it's, just a, it's just a paid deal. It's a $39.99 monthly subscription is what it is.
1: Nathaniel Savage. I love it. Uh, and he says, JK, LOL, with the smiley face. He's kidding with you. But, yeah, um, you, you're always – and your photos look so good. You have really good, like – photographic like composition they look yeah. great and they look huge well because most the of them are pretty is, big
0: right man i'll you know what it it's just what it is so as a kid i can remember holding a fish and, you know, kind of sticking my arm out. And my dad telling me, well, well no, don't stick it out that far. you got to hold it close to you. And I looked at the picture, you know, and back then we didn't have, you know, smartphones to look at it instantly. You had to wait, you know, six years before your parents went down and developed the film. Um, well, I look at these pictures and I go, well, Dad, that was like a, you know, that was like an eight, nine, ten-pound striper. It only looks four pounds. And I said, well, you got to hold it. So I learned at a young age, long-arming, right? Everybody a lot of people make fun of long arming. Most people that make fun of long arming are the ones that just don't catch enough fish to even get to long arm them anyway. <laughs> but, uh, but I will always, I mean, my job is to go out, have fun, right? Get a nice picture of our day, make people, they want to come back, they're laughing, we're having fun and we want a nice picture. Um, we're going to make our fish look as good as possible. That's part of my job. I will never lie to somebody about what they weigh, but I will try to make them look as good as possible. Um, I love my fish pictures. I go back <laughs> if I'm having a bad day, man, hey, like I said before, I don't do this job for the money. I go back, and my fish pictures are priceless. I love them so yeah, um it's just it's just one of those things that i've I've kind of always done like it wasn't even just with the guiding i I just like I like having four nice solid fish and just showing them off
1: No, you do a great job with that, and I think it it gets people excited too about fishing and you're not lying you're, you're just taking a photo in a very artful way i'm going to say artful i think yeah. they're they're like little works of art and uh i i do the same thing i mean and sometimes i'll tell i'll tell my partner. i only do it to him though i'm like dude hold it closer to yourself quit long arming that thing and he, i was like you're already yeah. small enough like when you do that then it looks even more crazy like you know you're you're such a small little human like pull it closer for me, I'm a big dude. I really got a long arm, right, to make those to make those pound and a right. halfers look good. So, well, trust me. I and
0: get the it. problem is too, like you're holding spotted bass <clears throat> now. I mean, largemouth are different, but you got spotted bass, dude. We have caught so many in the last three weeks. So many three seventy to four forty pound spotted bass, which are stud spots, right? Let's yeah, be honest, for sure. You you cannot, especially a guy like us, but even a smaller guy, like let's just not to pick on him, but Austin, let's say, <laughs> um, if, if me and you hold a four pound spotted bass and you post a picture and you try to tell somebody I caught a four pound spot, you're going to have 10 guys going, Oh yeah, right, bro. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, and it's, it, and it's just the way it is. So, um, you know, to avoid some of that, hey, man, you just, just just, make them look as good as you can. Whatever. Don't lie to people. Make them look good. If anybody says anything, tell them to the kick rocks. That's right.
1: That's right. Unless you're trying to sell something and you're like, look at these. Look at these giants. And you're like, yeah. Do,
0: they, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Every, are we catching giants out there every day? Absolutely not. Are we catching big ones every day? Absolutely not. Um, most days, do we find out some solid ones? Yes. But I, I'm, I'm never the type of guy that, you know, goes out. Oh, that picture looks good. I'm going to tell everybody we've got a bunch of sixes, you know? I mean, no, Hey, it looks good. It does, but how big were they? Ah, the biggest was four pounds. Oh, they look five. Well, yeah, it was a good picture. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Nathaniel for the laugh. And, um, I like that one. That was a great question.
0: Uh, that was a good one. That was a good one.
1: So we got, we got the, the man, real fishes, um, yeah, he's got a pretty big following on it, on uh, on IG, you know, big time, uh, big striper guy, uh, and he catches some. He's caught some hammers, um, but he's, he's he's a stud. Yeah, dude. I mean, and he's a, a hell of a nice guy. Uh, he just sent over today. If you could only fish one thing, right? You between you have you have to pick between these two, right? Swim bait or a senko. It's a cool question. I like
0: that. Oh. For me, a cinco, no question. I mean, it's just yeah, way more versatile
1: because you got to think about like, I mean, and I, I'm I'm going to add more onto his question, but like if you got you got to think about, it, you got to use that everywhere you fish, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, yeah. If you're to, so, I'm I'm thinking in my head as far as versatility goes. So if you're talking, let's say like a paddle tail swimbait, that's probably what he's thinking, I'm, you know, because I mean nobody's going to say glide bait versus a cinco all year no i think Um, it's like
1: a paddle any type of paddle well you know what i would say is you could honestly say any kind of swim bait any kind of plastic swim bait and which are most mostly paddle tails right so
0: um man i i myself i'm still going to say cinco because don't get me wrong a paddle tail swim bait's very versatile i can throw that um on a ball head and fish it like a jig with an underspin i can put it on a drop shot i can put it on an a rig. you can do all kinds of stuff with it, but the one thing, the one thing about a Cinco that, that you can't do with that paddle tail, and you can do just about everything with them, right? Like, let's say I, I put a Cinco on a shaky head or a Nico rig. Well, I can kind of do pretty much the same thing, get most of the same bites on a ball head with a Tech, probably. Right. Or let's call it a paddle tail. Cause I don't actually, I'm not a huge Tech fan. Um, I, I can do the same thing with both of those baits if they're weighted. If they're unweighted, that's where the Cinco's magic is, right? The unweighted, weightless Cinco, that's in the springtime. You know, that slow fall, that quivering action, that's 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 where it probably shines the best, and you can't do that with um, a soft plastic paddle tail. You just can't do that. Yeah. So I feel like throughout the year I'm going to catch more. And, I don't know. There's something about a 5-inch Cinco, Um that just gets bigger bites than your average six inch worm. You know, I feel like uh, it, it's probably the, just the density and the thickness of it, you know, it's the girth. It's the girth. That it's does the, it. <laughs> it is a girthy girl. So, um, yeah, man, good question. And I like them both, but I, I have to go with a Cinco. Okay. Well, you heard it. Here, I huh? bet he would, I bet he would go with a swim bait, but he is, you know, he's more of that, you know, a little bit younger culture. I've never actually met him. I've chatted with him a few times. He seems super cool, but um I think he's kind of a pretty hardcore swimbait guy, it seems like.
1: Yeah, uh, he, he he is, if I mean I don't know him that well. I just know him from uh you know speaking to him on social media. But yes, he is uh yeah. and with all the A rig fishing he does, you, you kinda I mean I don't think he's gonna put a bunch of Senko's on his A rig, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and say he's he's probably uh probably a swim bait guy, but
0: if you question. do put a bunch of Senkos on your A rig and it works Go ahead and send me a private message. I'd be would, curious to hear I'd about that. To see that. I'd love I to see that. I saw some, <laughs> real quick, totally off on a tangent. There's somebody, um, there's this page. Uh, I don't want to mention any names or anything, but there's a page. And it's, um, people do a lot of bank fishing on this page. And it's kind of funny to watch. And there was this dude doing this video, literally being dead serious on fishing an Alabama rig in a canal with cut bait on it. And it was not a joke, and it's and, and it's it, it yeah. Anyway, it was cool.
1: Isn't that how you? Now you're supposed to do.
0: It? I'll send you the. <laughs> you're all. Oh, <laughs> wait, there's something wrong with that, or? Oh wait, like, you put plastics on that thing?
1: I use piano. <laughs> I use piano wire. I make them myself, and I just the. I put squid on mine.
0: Just go, dudes go, like. Go uh. Down. No, it, like he's like thread wrapping chicken liver on this thing. It's, I wonder it's, if it's, it's the awesome. same
1: bank fishing and I had a huge issue with this and I, I cannot to this day even remember who it was, but there was a it was a channel that was all and it was it was something in the in the name of the channel was like bank fishing or something. And they were at Del Val, right? And I guess they were out there trying to trying to catch bass and they were throwing crankbaits or something, and they started just hammering these like small planter trout. And I watched these guys like I don't know. They caught like 30, 40 and they were catching and releasing them, but before they did, they literally mauled these fish. They were mauled, they were they were lipping them, they were gilling them. They're like all the things you never do with a trout, you know. As someone who comes from like a
0: And they're killing all these trout. Uh, there is
1: no way I I said it, I am I can guarantee that half of those fish that, that I saw caught on that on that day that they are dead. And I would, I mm-hmm. would, if I'm, if I had to bet, I would say there's probably more like seventy five to eighty percent of everything that I saw them. It's like, what are you doing? Like, all you had to do was grab that fish, unhook it, and let it go. And the, th- the way they're holding them, it's like, have you ever held a trout in your life? That like you,
0: yeah.
1: broken jaws, like the jaw is clearly, bro- like, what are you doing, bro? Anyway, that's another tangent. Well, bro. if you, if I see somebody no, lipping, I if I see somebody chat, lipping or gilling a trout that they're gonna release. I mean any I don't care. If you if you lip a trout like you you hold a, a trout like a bass, I've got a serious issue with you. I'm sorry. Just gonna throw it out there.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's that's that's the equivalent of like somebody getting on your boat, you know, with a spinning reel upside down type of thing. You know it what I'm is saying? The
1: same exact type of thing, but it's more egregious.
0: egregious. Do you wanna hear a funny story real quick?
1: Egregious.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. Do we have do we
1: have time for a thirty second funny story? I think we've got plenty of time for all kinds of things.
0: Okay, so the spinner reel upside down thing. Oh, he's he's not going to listen to this podcast. So we're good <laughs> for sure. He's not listening. Um, not that we had a fallen out, super cool guy, but he's just not the bass fishing podcast type of fella, um, or or the bass fishing type of fella, or or the, the, or, so the uh, there, or
1: the spinning rig type fella. From what I'm gathering here,
0: he was. I should have brought him like an old Zepco 300 push button, like he would have been more at home, and that's fine. But uh, so I took him out to Kelsey Bass Ranch. This is a couple of years ago when I first, I don't know, a year ago, whatever. I still have my membership at Kelsey. We're out there. We're throwing just weightless cinco's around, some deeper grass lines. I look back, and he's got his spinning rod and reel upside down, reeling it backwards. You know. You can picture exactly what I'm talking well, about. He's pulling, the fish. The, he's pulling the fish towards him, bro. Him. Joel, so after the third time of me going, hey, bud, are you sure you don't want me to just flip that over on the other side for you so you can reel right hand and it's not upside down? He goes, "No, nope, this is how I've been doing it for years, son. It ain't no problem. Wow. And, Joel, I'll be damned if he did not beat the pants off of me and then almost <laughs> tell me, like, see, maybe, see, if you flip your reel upside down, maybe you'd be catching him, too. And I just had to sit there and take it. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're told. So that, oh boy, it's one of the, the I, I I wish you could have been there, but this guy probably hurts. caught 15 to my two that day. That one hurts. Had some studs, and he did it upside down with his, sp- oh man. Upside down, da- <laughs> upside down, okay, hold on. You got showed down, up by roll, an right? upside reeling, down spinning rod guy. <laughs> reeling backwards, and he's sitting there in the back of the boat with his back to me, not paying any attention, basically trolling his sinko, and he's got his legs crossed doing that not like the manly leg cross, like the one where like these two ankles are touching each other back and it just whooping my ass in my own boat. So he, yeah. was, he was sitting but, down uh, on the carpet of the boat,
1: sitting down the carpet of the boat with his real upside God. down.
0: Back seat of the boat, not on the carpet.
1: But he, but he had his. Okay, this that's could be even worse. So he was doing up, the very on,
0: feminine leg crossing thing, is what I'm getting at. I didn't want to say it. Oh, okay. So he's, real upset, way. and I'm talking one of those guys. I could have made a meme about it. I'm gonna send you a picture. I'm gonna find it after this. I got a picture of him in the back of the boat. Exactly what I'm talking about. You're gonna laugh. Your ass this is what off. I'm talking. Ta-
1: this is what I'm talking about, though. Like that, that stuff will happen, and you'll just be like, "What is going on in the world?" In the in the wide world of sports right now,
0: but what, what what should have happened was me catch four or five and go, hey dude, let me help you out and show you. But he's caught four or five and he's like, hey hey, bud, let me help, help you out and show you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I think, that there's, I a that I think there's a market. I think
1: there's a market for it. I think there is a market for for creating a rod that is built like a baitcaster with your eyes on top and a spinning rod that's made to be fished backwards and upside down and
0: yeah and you I and, think, and yeah. you'll sell it with a with a free luke bryant cd too because those are the kind of guys be. there yeah,
1: you go dude that's solid right there Solid. if any of you out there luke bryant fan i'm sorry to burst your bubble Just, that, ain't, that ain't real country sorry
0: it ain't real it's the key that he's the new concrete cowboy Ugh. um
1: that, i'm not gonna get into that at all but that's another that's another egregious <laughs> that's- thing is like current country music awful sorry might, might, get some oh, it's horrible. might get some unfollows
0: on that one. Well, shit. well, the problem is we got a bunch of young people trying to sing, sing the same stuff that they sung about 40, 50 years ago. And they're just rewriting the same songs. Like, how many dude, there's enough songs about whiskey and beer out there, you know, pickup trucks.
1: Oh, it's it's not necessarily about the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics have always been like what they are. It's, they're very simple in country music. It's about the music itself. That's why you got guys like, right. like Sturgill Simpson or um, Tyler Childers, you know, that are doing that, they're oh, they're singing about they're singing about like psychedelics and a lot of different crazy stuff, but they're using they right. mu- the, they're doing the music correctly. I think the music is the big thing. When you add all this right. extra stuff in, you try to do like a like a hip hop type country, like come on, man, hip hop's hip hop, yeah. country's country. Do it correctly, you know.
0: Yeah, say. you keep them separate, you know, and do it right. I agree, mm. dude. We are we are we are becoming those guys, Joel. I you know I are getting like we're we're getting to that age where it's like well you don't look too bad for your age type of years old you know like we're getting there <laughs> no, I
1: I feel it man I like I'm I'm literally like I become more cantankerous as the days go by I need to figure out something man I need to start working out or something get the endorphins going I don't know but
0: I I thought about working out for a while but that's about as far <laughs> as it's gone
1: well you're spelt yeah. you're good um, all right got, yeah. here's here's another uh, here's another question for you. And uh, okay, this one looks like th- so. I'm now I'm into the ones that you sent over to me last week. So these are from last week. Uh, this one looks like it's from Conrad two uh, hundred nine. What's your favorite mother lake to fish? And not just right now, but let's this talk all time. If you only you can only fish one for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: And I think we've oh, asked right this now, before, can... but you know what, man? I I honestly. Um... <sighs> so hard to pick if i could only fish one forever it would probably be don pedro because it is the biggest you know um it's a little bit harder to get tired of it you just have more water to cover but i have caught more double digit fish out of any out of anybody any body of water i fished sorry words are hard tonight any body water any potty of water that i fished out of mcclure so i have Man, if I had to pick one, it would be Don Pedro. But I still have more confidence in catching a double digit at McClure than I do at Don Pedro. As, as crazy as that is to most people, um, you just think—is it because it's, it's due Going off on a twenty-minute thing, Don no, Pedro. No, it's, it's, like,
1: sure. it's like it's like do it's due up at McClure. It seems like like that, that it's due up to start kicking out some big ones. Maybe that's why you feel that way.
0: One hundred percent, and McClure's got. I keep saying it because I keep knocking my home lake right now. But I need you guys to know she is going to be back. We are going to see some giants come out of there. You just saw, we just talked about a couple and there's more coming, but, uh, if, if Maloney's was closer to me, I would say Maloney's, but Maloney's is an extra 45 minutes up the hill. So if I ever move up to Sonora, I would change my answer to Maloney's. But right now, Don Pedro is my favorite of the three. Right. On. I didn't fully answer the question, but well, did. I gave him like a real half-ass gray area answer. Stuff. It's fine.
1: Um, this is from Kyle Yerick. I think that's right. Kyle Yerick. Um, the best fish on call you've heard. Not sure if you remember, but mine was, uh-oh, uh-oh. I think that's how he, I don't know how he, that's, is that how he did it? I'm I'm reading this, so I the the, the presentation probably wasn't very good.
0: So I've got, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, but uh, um, there's two really good ones I like. There's two really good ones, and I know one of these guys is going to listen to this, but this is not why I'm saying it. So, one of them is my buddy Steve Melander and he's um he runs the Wild West Bass Trail kayak circuit they actually bought his kayak circuit from him he used to be called Motherload kayak angler that was his circuit mka yeah, really popular guy yeah. around here um is so, that is
1: that where that went you know, sh- <laughs> is that I'm sorry that is that where that went that that's great. Yeah, so,
0: so wild west actually bought it from him and then they wanted him to come run it. So it, no, it was awesome for him. And if you know him, because he's a, um, he's a very busy man. He's a very, very important guy with his job, a very high stressful job, but he likes this stuff, but running tournaments, obviously on your own, there's, you know, there's always that liability if somebody mm-hmm. gets hurt. So he gets to do it under them now and still run it. So it's the best of both worlds. But, um, Steve Melander and me are good buddies. We go way back. He is the guy that 100% talked me into guiding, gave me the confidence to do it, got me set up, told me my game plan and everything has worked out exactly how he said ever since. So definitely one of my best buddies, definitely a mentor. And, um, and he's funny because when he hooks a fish, it is never fish on. It is never, it is never, I got one. It is never, it's a good one. It's Hey, do you want to reel this thing in? Or do you want me to get it for you? Um, it is always, it, it, it is always extremely condescending and it is always hilarious. Um, the best, the, as I'm saying it, it's not really that exciting, but it, if you were there, it's hilarious. Just anyway, but the best one, my favorite one is my client slash buddy, Michael coffee. And they live up, um, well, not live there. They've got a vacation home up at McClure up in the boaters club area. And we usually go out about once every couple months or so and Michael's thing is, is we've got some activity as he's setting the hook. We've got <laughs> some activity. But if you saw him, it's like he winds up as he's saying this, and it's it's all a, it's very much a rhythm as he's saying this. It's, it's really hilarious. I'm going to try to record it now next time we go out, and I'll throw it up on my story because now it, it's uh, – I guess I don't have any good fish on calls, but he's got a real good fish on move. It's hilarious.
1: Well, I'm going to work on mine now. I mean, I think it's like a signature move um yeah so i got i gotta come up with something clever that makes me feel good when i when i get one Probably won't be
0: able to use it well, that often because it suck but you know well, the problem is with you joel you don't have a lot of opportunity no i know, I know. Up, you know so i like,
1: you i really <laughs> gotta like i gotta i gotta savor it you know like savor every second of it and say something really cool like it's probably gonna be like something like really like
0: angry and sad <laughs> i'm kidding i feel like i feel like we're gonna work but now i need to dude now we gotta do like a fish on call challenge or something yeah, we're,
1: we're gonna do that i i like that idea too but yeah I, I need to see it recorded as someone's catching like i we do need to, a good fish on call a new one
0: who asked that question
1: that was kyle kyle yarick thanks kyle
0: kyle that's my favorite question so far but i I'm going to send you a hat. So go ahead and message me, and we'll get you hooked up. We're not I through like all that of them. We're
1: not through all of them, but that's how good your question was, Kyle. You're getting a hat.
0: Well, that one deserves that one deserves a hat. I send think so. Up.
1: I think I, I think so. I also think I also think the one uh, about your Photoshop. But it's all right. It's your <laughs> call. This is your this is your world. This is your world. I'm just over here having Dude, fun. What's
0: fun? <laughs> There's a local fishing group. Two or uh, we, we don't need to mention it. We're not going to badmouth anybody. There's a local fishing group. Um. I just finally unfollowed and quit posting pictures. Every picture I posted, dude, and it would not matter if there was four fish, one for anything. Uh, just, every, I don't know what it is, just a bunch of upset grown men probably living in their parents' basements just eating Cheetos naked in a beanbag chair watching television or whatever. But these guys, every single photo, every single photo. Oh, oh nice Photoshop, bro. Nice Photoshop, bro. Nice Photoshop, bro. So like you'll notice in, in these groups... Some of them are ran very well and clean and others aren't. And are I you just, talking about I like a like Facebook
1: to... a Facebook group?
0: These yes, I'm sorry, Facebook groups. You're not a Facebook guy. You know it's
1: what's you about. know it's weird. It's like I I've, I every once in a while I get these uh things that pop up. Yeah, no, I haven't been on Facebook in uh, going on 4 years, which has been great. Like and I've said it before I, I I probably won't. Like there there's no there's not there's not a lot unless unless literally unless I had to get on there to like make my living. I, I'm
0: not going back. But um, oh if i ever quit fishing for a living facebook's gone it's gone but yeah. i can't stand it
1: no it's awful it it really is an awful cesspool of a, of a place um yep. but um oh, crap i was gonna say um yeah no every once in a while i'll get this thing on instagram where it says someone added you to a group and be like okay cool like i i i see it and then i go try to like find it or whatever and it's like Okay, well, people are adding me to these groups that I'm not a part of. That I have no like, I I don't know what group that is. Maybe it's like right. they they're adding me to like a certain group on their on their own stuff. But I don't know why it would tell me that. So I'm, I'm I need to do a little bit of searching oh. on what that means on Instagram. I I don't know. Anyway, that's neither yeah. here neither here nor there. If someone knows what uh, what that's all about, and if you've added me to some kind of group that I'm unaware of, um, and you would like me to be aware of it. Or even if you wouldn't, if someone knows what that means, is it like a, this group, we're going to talk about this guy. Yes. Yeah. We're going to make
0: fun. And if of not, it, <laughs> hey, um, um, why is Joel getting invited, and where's my invites, guys? Because uh, I, yeah, like I mean, because so. Honestly, maybe hey. I didn't
1: even see it right. Maybe it was a ghost, a figment of my imagination. Who knows?
0: Hey, awesome. do you want to hear another really cool story? Like, real quick, it's going to make your night. Like, it's going to be awesome? Um, yes. You know, no, we're good. I'll talk to you later. Uh, okay. Okay. So I'm out on, uh, uh, what day was I don't know. Yesterday, day before, or day before yesterday. I'm out on Maloney's, and we're back in um, an area, and we're on a ton of bait. The day before, we had just smashed them. I mean, just absolutely smashed them, smash fast, nonstop. We're back in there for like three hours in the morning. We hooked three fish and lost them, and that was it, three bites, three hours. And And I'm on, and I am literally on the mother load. Yes, pun intended. I am on the... I have struck the gold. It was that day that I saw the rainbow, and I said, I wonder if there's going to be a pot of gold or whatever. Um, (laughs) On my my Instagram story, in case you guys haven't seen that, if you didn't see that, then that sounded really weird. I saw it,
1: and Um, it was as ridiculous as as it sounded when you retold the story just now.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty... Yeah, yeah. A little bit...
1: Hey, whatever. No, um, you're great at that dad
0: humor. I love it. Stop it. Um, So... I, I, I think it was that day. Anyway, long story short, I've got a client slash buddy with me. You know, we've been out a few times. He follows everything very closely. You know, he knows Corey's story. In fact, that morning i had gotten a boat with him. and He goes, Dan, I want to meet that Corey kid. So I just called Corey up on speakerphone. I'm like, Hey, I got somebody who wants to meet you. You know and he, cause he thinks it's awesome. And Corey is now, by the way, doing mornings. You don't see this, but Corey is now on Facebook live every morning, sitting on his couch, going, what's up guys? Good morning. Who wants to talk fishing? who needs some fishing tips? Dude, Joel, this would make your day. It is savage. amazing. It's so cool, man. Okay. So, cool. so I call him up, right? I call him up at like, I don't know what time it is. 1030, 11 o'clock. I go, Corey, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I said, we're, we are on the gold right now. We are on the juice times 10. I said, and we've only hooked three fish and have not caught one. I go, should we go out and run some different stuff? Said, Do we stay in here and grind it out? You know, and I just do this to fire him up and he loves it. And Calvin just thought it was awesome. Like my client that day, you know, he had a big old smile on his face and he said, I, I, I think you should just go for it. He said, he goes, he goes, you, you told me don't, don't, don't leave fish to find them. And I said, you know what, buddy, you're right. And dude, 15 minutes later, we'd put eight in the boat and we went and just had a fun rest of the afternoon. And I called him back. I said, Corey, I said, dude, thanks for the tips, bud. Man, I I appreciate that. He goes, hey, anytime you need some help, give me a call. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) You created a monster. So that was cool. Created a monster. That was so cool, man. (laughs) That's cool. That was
1: awesome. Yeah, what a cool kid. Um, I'd say, I mean, it's like, like, it's another thing when you get older. Like Anybody that's in, like, I think we've talked about this before. Anybody under, like, 25 is a kid still? Or is it now? It's a kid now. It's like, oh, that kid. It's like, that's not a kid.
0: That's a a grown-ass person. I I am so old. I can't wait till I get a senior discount at Denny's, man. That's when I know I've made it.
1: I'm a big fan of Denny's now and then. Okay. We're getting there. Next question from Mike. How often do you fish for bass in 70 to 80 feet of water? And also, when you do catch any of that deep, are they ever four pounds and above? We've talked about. We, we, question, we've, we've talked about this uh, at length. I do
0: Yeah, real Mike. Needs, quick, Mike, you need to listen to the podcast
1: it. more often, bud. But,
0: but that's a great question, though. Um, I fish seventy to eighty quite a bit, especially early fall, um, and even right now. Right now, I mean, into February, you know, everybody's thinking pre-spawn, dude. I, I just caught um, just. I don't know why. I, I I pulled up to the wrong hump to be honest with you. I had made a mistake. I pulled up to a hump that I, I expected to be in thirty and it, it, it was in seventy-eight. I looked at my map wrong. I said, Well what the heck? We're here, let's drop on it. I dropped down seventy-eight foot of water right now into February. They should be, you know, shallow, moving up spawn. I mean, we stuck three fish and three drops, you know, seventy eight foot of water. So in answer to your question, I fish it quite a bit, um, often I would say, and Yes. It's very common to catch fish four pounds and above out there. Um, if I'm targeting a giant, if I'm targeting, you know, let's say something over seven pounds to me, that's a giant. To a lot of guys, it's not anything over seven to me is a giant. Um, if I'm targeting a giant, a big bass, I'm definitely not going to target them in 70, 80 foot of water. Uh, not that they don't live there. Um, it gets a little hairy, a little sketchy keeping especially bigger, largemouth alive at that depth because they like to come straight up, which is something we've talked about. Um, but last year at Don Pedro, I caught a, I don't remember what it was exactly. It was like an 870. It was almost nine pounds in like 82 foot of water on a drop shot. So luckily she bulldogged, stayed down, you know. We got her back down in the water, no problem, super healthy, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it they do live out there, um, and I fish it quite a bit. I typically don't catch a lot of real big fish out deep, but I have, absolutely.
1: All right. Oh, there you have it. I mean, you're always going to have that, that. you're you're always going to have that, that chance of, you know, no matter where in the water column you're fishing to catch those bigger fish. um,
0: But, and I don't want to promote, I I don't want to promote catching big fish deep. I really don't, but just, there's a lot more fish deep on these lakes than most of us realize. Let's just leave it at that. A lot more.
1: So. Yeah. This is an interesting question. Um, I'm gonna leave that one for now. I'm gonna go to the next one here. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, another, here's another good one. Uh,
0: Interesting question, never means a good question.
1: No, well, it, well, they also said you can leave this out if you want. It was kind of a very specific question about a specific thing. Um, we'll, we'll circle back to it. Uh, mm-hmm. you, this is from uh, I Eat Tacos Two Hundred Nine, uh, good friend of the show uh another awesome I love this dude. guy yeah no he's great uh do you his he's got um he's got a couple questions but the first one's great. I wonder
0: what his favorite food is but anyway go ahead yeah
1: no I some type of uh Mexican food I would guess. Do you let do you let man do you let man buns and skinny jeans on your bone?
0: I do. Yes. I do and I will we'll um, take all comers uh so man I am I'm, I'm not much on discrimination, you know. I definitely no, like them all. I you come out on my boat on man be in a man bun and skinny jeans. I might talk a little bit of crap to you, but we're definitely going to have fun and go rip some lips, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I I got no I now, got no if, problems if with if the man buns and the skinny jeans. You, you, if, you do you. Put,
0: you do if you you put you put a whoop into yeah. It you do you boo. If you if you put a whoop on me in a man bun and skinny jeans, I mean I, I might go out, you know, and reevaluate reevaluate my fishing or, or or my clothing style but uh yeah i'm definitely still going to talk some trash to you about it but we're we gonna have some fun either way
1: all right we gotta have some kind of bet or something where um if you lose you have to wear skinny jeans for a week during all of your guiding trips in the summer like during the spring and summer when the weather's nice because i want to see that i want to see some of those photoshopped you know big bags with you in skinny jeans That'd be awesome.
0: Oh man, I can't rock the skinny jeans, bud. I'm not, oh, I'm not man. much of a, you'll have to, cause it'll be the only, cur- the only, the only curves I got is the beer gut. You know what I'm saying? I got one of those butts where it just goes straight from my back right down to my, like uh hamstrings. Like they're, so yeah, the skinny jeans don't work, man. I kind of look like an old frog.
1: Dan is so lucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she is. Well, I got a good personality. I keep her laughing. That's that's, you know?
1: a, that's how you, that's how you save it. That's how you save it.
0: I work, I work, I work with what I've got, Joel
1: no and you do you do it you do it swell guy all right his other question his real question is um uh how can we get more info about kids joining the bass tour with schools out kids need a safe outlet for social interactions other than damn video games trust me man I completely agree uh my eight year old yeah man too much of that um and he also says that you're awesome so how, how can we how do we well, get how do we get more kids out On the bass tour, Um, you know, like just not even tour, but like just getting them out there and and fishing. I mean, it's hard for me nowadays, man. Like I've got to go up against something. Like he's all of his friends are on these on these video games, and it's not hard. Mm. He still likes to go fishing, but um, yeah, it's it's we're up against it here with kids nowadays because unless you can get them out there pretty regularly and they can really understand what's going on, it's tough. So it's a great question.
2: Yeah.
0: So that that, that question I could literally talk about for the next two hours right now. Easy. Um, I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible, but that is one thing I was wanting to talk to you about Joel is maybe, maybe even having a night where we just talk about, because that's kind of my specialty, right? That's kind of what I've fortunately become is the guy that takes the kids out fishing, which I love. I love that. Um, I would almost like to do a, you know, a full hour on, on, I mean, let's just talk about, Hey man, how do you get kids on fish? If the, you know, how do you keep it fun? What do we do? Um, where do you go? What time of year? What kind of baits do they throw? You know, all, all of that stuff. I, I would really, really, really love to talk a full episode on kids fishing because a lot of people don't have any clue how to go take a kid out and have fun with them. I, you know, um, especially if it's not their kid. And even a lot of them, if it's their kid, they still don't know how to make them enjoy fishing. And I'm not saying every kid you could make them enjoy it, but yeah.
1: yeah. As someone who has, who has two boys and it's one of the reasons Mm -hmm. I bought my boat. I mean, I was, I was kayak fishing for the most part, you know, I was going out in the ocean. I was rock fishing, that sort of thing. Um, and I would bass fish when I had the chance around here, um, in my kayak. Right. Um, but one of the things was I couldn't, I couldn't take my boys out doing that. And so, um, then I bought the boat. Then I became just like obsessed and, uh, this is where we're at, but, um, but yeah, I mean, getting them out there and get and, and, and you have to, I mean, you feel like you have to have success. And sometimes I think that, and I'm going to, I am going to kind of commandeer this question just cause I have had some, I'm so from, I'm going to kind of take his point of view and cause I, I, I think you probably have a lot of really good. Th- so from, from, from where I'm sitting and I, I've gotten better at it, but I would get kind of frustrated you know, and, and you only have so much time to doing it on the weekend. You're trying to get them, and it, it can get a little bit frustrating uh, as a parent. Um, and I'm a pretty patient person, but um, mm-hmm. you want them to learn it and pick it up because then they're going to be able to have success, and then they're going to enjoy it more. But you can't – mm-hmm. I would say the one thing that I've learned, and, and this is it, and you you have way more experience than I do, but as a parent, what I've learned over the last couple years is – you have to be patient because if you don't, you're going mm-hmm. to get upset. And then that's just going to be a negative experience. And then that's something you're going to have to come back from as well. So right. that's my two cents.
0: So yeah, no, hundred percent. Like that's great. That's great advice. And let's be honest. If you're not a patient person, if you know you're going to go out there and get frustrated with your kid and they're not going to have fun, don't, don't put them through that in the first place go do something else. Go take them to Red go-karts or something, you know, because you yeah. don't want them to ever hate the outdoors. Yeah. You don't want to take them out at a young age, then have a poor experience. And then 10 years down the road, somebody invites them to go fishing. They say, Oh no, I, I can't stand fishing. I, I went once with my dad and it was horrible. You know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, um, Oh man, my best. Advice. Okay. Real quick. I mean, my brain's spinning 30 different directions on this question. So the gold country bass tour, um, as far as getting them involved guys, it is awesome. Go follow them. They have an Instagram. They have a Facebook gold country bass tour. Send me a message. Give me a call, a text, my cell phone number. I've never put it out there. I don't mind. It's on my Facebook. Five, five, nine, six, nine, one, seven, zero, zero eight. I will put gladly get anybody in touch with them, get them involved. This is a great organization. The, it is the best around, not knocking anybody else's stuff. It is the best around for getting kids out fishing. It is amazing. Um, You do not even have to have a boat. They have volunteer boaters as long as you sign up ahead of time. they got people wanting to take your kids out fishing, which is really cool. If you do have a boat, that's even better because then you're guaranteed a spot. Um, But but one of the huge benefits to getting these kids out fishing with these other kids is now you have that social part to it. And these kids feed off of each other, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say one of the kids has a bad tournament. Kids are, man, kids are so awesome, Joel, because guess what? But one of the kids has a bad tournament. The other kids are going, hey, man, here's how I caught him. Try this next time. It's not one of those deals where everybody's lying to each other because they're just being greedy. You know, it, it's it, it's it's honest. It's real. It's raw. And it is the best way to get these kids fired up and fishing is to get them out with the other kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. They it's, will feed off of each other.
1: It's a huge part of, of, you know, especially nowadays with the video games. Nowadays, kids can be on there with their friends. So not only are video games cool, like I love video games, you know, I grew up playing video Mm -hmm. games, but now it's a, it's not just like a, a thing where you, you're, you can, it's insulated and you only can play with people that are in your house. Like these Mm -hmm. kids can play with all their friends and that's a huge part of why they're so stuck. Like why the video game whole thing has blown up as much as it has is you're on there with your friends, you're talking to them. You're like Mm
0: -hmm. basically
1: hanging out with them, especially during these COVID times where these kids aren't having as much face-to-face. I mean, that is it. That is the place where they want to be. That is where they're talking and where they're socializing and where they're having fun.
0: And huge. You have got to come, even if your boys don't want to come fish it, I totally get that. And even if you don't want to bring them the first time, if they don't want to go, they don't think that's cool. I understand that part. But you personally have got to come, at least to one of these Gold Country Bass Tour weigh-ins, Just to watch these kids together, dude, it's going to give you some faith in humanity again. It's just, it's an amazing thing. They're out there. They're doing positive things. They're having so much fun. And they're, they're, they're like this little group, you know, and they all, they just, it's just so cool to watch these kids get fired up together about the outdoors, you know, Mm -hmm. and feed off of each dude. They're out there after tournaments, trading crankbaits and spinnerbaits like they're, you know, baseball cards back in the day. It's (laughs) awesome. They're like, well, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you three Cinco's for your one jig. You're know, like, whatever. Like, it's just cool to see it. It's just awesome. That's a good trade. Um, Yeah, it really is a good trade. Well, it <laughs> d- depends, depends on the color of the brand of Cinco on the jig, though. This um,
2: is true. <clears throat> this is
0: true. But real quick, to piggyback, not even a piggyback off it, but just to say something that's on my mind. Um, And this is something we'll get into down the road. It doesn't matter. No rush. I, w- I would love to tell you guys all my story someday. A lot of people know what most do. But the reason that I am so passionate about getting these kids out fishing is fishing has 100% saved my life. I've told you a little bit about it, you know. Um,
1: That's something that um, that was a question by uh, Norkel Angler. It um, mm-hmm. was a good friend of the show. Um, I believe he.
0: I don't personally know this guy, but he has sent me private messages, like just telling me. I don't, oh guy like that I've inspired him and, 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 just very positive stuff. So buddy, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. I do not know you, but I appreciate that everything that you have done and said, and it does not go unnoticed. That guy's, that guy's got a heart of gold. And I've never even met him. I can tell you that right now.
1: No, he's, 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 great. he's a young guy. Um, and his question was, um, and I think I have it. Yeah. And I do have it. And his, his name is Eli. Um, and we've talked a lot, um, his question was, uh, I, rem- I remember listening to the knocking doors down podcast where he was featured. He talked about his mm-hmm. rough past growing up, um, and how fishing saved his life. So I was wondering if you can, if you can ask with his past life experience, what advice would you give to a 20 year old? So a good segue. And I'm glad we, we brought that up because, um, mm-hmm. that's a great, that, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a heavy question. Um,
0: but, no, that's a great question, it, yeah. it, and that's not even something we got enough time for to, for the whole answer. But I will take a quick shot at it. But um, just just real quick, if you don't know, I mean, <clears throat> and it, I I only say this to try to help people. I don't ever say this for a pat on the back. That's not why I do any of this stuff. Um, I guided for almost two full years before I even decided to publicly talk about this because I never wanted my business to be built off of my failures or anything like that. I wanted it to be off of everything I've done. Um, once I built it up to that point, then I said, you know what, let's use this now as a platform to try to give back and give people some hope. So that's the only reason that I bring it up or that I have brought it up. But, uh, I come from a background of pretty hardcore chemical dependency. I mean, I have literally six years ago, I was homeless in long beach on the streets. I mean, I've, i I've, I've been down that road. Nobody would believe me. Nobody knows it, but trust me, it's 100% true. So I have been arrested more times. Than you can imagine I've been to rehab more times than I can even count. I i, I I've done it all. So, but the one thing that I've always been able to come back to, and the one thing that once I finally got my stuff together, that saved me was fishing. It's something I'm good at. It's something I enjoy. It's something I can, the way my brain works, I've got ADD real bad. You know, I, 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 I've got a lot of things I struggle with, you know, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, and fishing has saved my life. It's something, it's something that I can always do. It's always an outlet. And when you can combine that and make a living at it, it's just a bonus and, uh, so my, advice, real quick on the kids stuff, that's why I'm so passionate about getting the kids out fishing. Because if I can get one kid throughout the course of the rest of my life, if I can get one kid into fishing enough that it saves him from going down that road or brings him back from that road, then my job is done. Everything I've done is worth it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, as far as advice for a 20 year old, dude, just I, it's everything you've heard from the time you were young, but hang around positive people, hang around the people that care about you, hang around the the people that hit you up and call you out on your, excuse my language, call you out on your bullshit when you're screwing up with anything, whatever it may be. Those are the people that care about you and those are the people that you need to be around. Um my other piece of advice, advice for a 20-year-old, as far as just general life advice, I'm not the best one to give life advice. I mean, I, I'm a good fishing guide, and I, I love my job. You know, I'm a good people person. When it comes to life, man, I, hey, I'm no better than anybody else. You know, I make a lot of stupid decisions. But uh, as, far as as far as, the, as far as the addiction part of it goes, if you ever, ever find yourself slipping, you ever find yourself falling into a position that you're not comfortable with, Don't ever be too proud to ask for help. It's, um, man, it's that old saying, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know exactly how it goes, but, but you're totally willing to help somebody that's willing to help himself. If somebody sees you screwing up and you just keep going down that road, you don't care, whatever, nobody's going to want to help you. But the minute, the minute that you reach out for help, you ask for help, you'd be amazed how helpful people are and how big of a heart people really have. You just got to ask. So that doesn't totally answer your question. And and, and, man, that's a whole nother thing. I would really, really like to talk about that. You know, I I mean, I don't have to tell you my exact story, you know, but just, man, as a 20 year old, one of the best pieces of advice I can give you, hang around your fishermen, hang around your older bass fishermen, your guys in your thirties and your forties. If you're 20 and you like to bass fish, those those guys, most of them, I'm not saying everybody in their 30s and 40s at bass fish is a great dude. you got a lot of assholes out there. But for the most part, you find yourself a good group of guys like that, and th- th- those are the people you want to be around. And uh, especially with this COVID stuff, man, right now, and usually, what usually what brings this kind of stuff on? If you're asking for life advice as a twenty year old, you know, as far as just to avoid that kind of addiction, of avoid, avoid any kind of addiction. It doesn't have to be chemical dependency; it can be anything. Right? There's people addicted to sex, gambling, you know, alcohol, any sort of drugs. Dude, um, you, know, you can get addicted to anything. But fill your mind with positive things right now with covid everybody's depressed everybody's stuck at home a lot of stuff's not normal man, you, you, you've got to get outdoors if you're not a fisherman get out and go for a walk just there's so much power in being outside that um that is my best advice i know i'm going in a giant circle here joel but
2: that's the no, whole point with the no, fishing
0: I, or anything being outdoors man it, for mental health it is exercise and being outside is, is better than any kind of medication you can ever take. And I'm not, Hey, I'm not knocking medication. You know, if that's something that somebody ever needs look into it, but, but give yourself a fighting chance, stay positive, stay outside, do the things you love, do the things that are healthy for you and, 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 and put all of your effort into that, put all of your effort, spend time with the people that care about you, that are looking out for you that are positive influences in your life and stay away from everybody else. It's that simple.
1: Absolutely. And it, you know, as someone who, and that's, I, when I go to the the Facebook thing, it's a perfect example of, of staying away from like just n- stuff that brings you down. You, mm-hmm. you know, it, I was at a, <laughs> I was to delude myself, you know, as a, you know, as a journalism major in college and, and coming out thinking I was going to save the world. That's great. If you really do think you can save the world, all the more power to you. Um, yeah, but I would say that, in today's world, the, the the news that you're seeing, I don't know how much stock I'd put in that, and you can mm-hmm. get really worked up over it um, on either side, right? But I think the most important thing, if in my opinion, um, and something that I've just I've seen in myself over the last couple of years, is kind of pulling back from that and focusing on on yourself. You, you can't you're not going to change mm-hmm. the world until you until you change yourself. You get you got to focus on what you're doing and and you know, if if you're if your shit's not in order, you're you're not helping anybody. Period. You're not going to help the no. people, you're not going to help the people, your family members, your friends, your community, you're never going to help, you're never going to change anything if you can't change yourself and and You know, I'm not saying that he needs to change anything, but you really do have to settle your own shit, make your own bed before you can go out there and do anything else. So I would say really do put a lot of effort. If you're 20 years old, put a lot of effort into yourself, you know, try to get as much education as you can. That doesn't necessarily have to be in uh, a four-year college or anything like that. I mean, there's things you can learn a lot in trades, invest in yourself, set yourself up. So in the future, you're not in debt, you know, and this is something I've talked to Eli about specifically, me and him both talk about investments and things like that. If you're 20 years old, man, instead of buying, if you, if and you may not have a lot of money, but if you've got some extra income, instead of spending money on, on some shoes or, you know, whatever, if you can take 50 bucks and put it back somewhere and you can invest that money, yes. it is going to, trust me, it is going to change your life when you're, you're our age me and Ryan's like when yep. you're in your, in your mid thirties and you're gonna be like, Oh, now I've got something I can build off of now. I'm not yeah. starting. Cause that's when a lot of people start thinking about it when they're in their mid thirties, you know? And, and by that time, mm-hmm. God, you've missed out on a long time of being able to kind of stash back some coin and it will open up opportunities for you. And it'll also make you feel it's less stress, right? I mean, you feel like you have some kind of a base. Um, mm-hmm. and you're not as, uh, I mean, the word's not desperate, but you know, it, it, you, you can make some decisions. You can be a little bit more risky in certain decisions, maybe that could end up totally changing your life. Whereas if you right. don't have that kind of, of stability, you know, and you haven't been regimented for, for, since you were young, you won't have that kind of confidence to make those decisions that could be life changing. You might just get stuck in a rote day after day type of deal. Right. So
0: 100%.
1: That's just mine. Um, But great, great question, Eli. Thank you. Uh, He actually runs the Blade Runner Tackle um, social media, I believe. So Blade Runner Tackle, a little shout out there.
0: Yeah, that was a great question, bud. Great question. And I I don't think he, I I mean, I don't think he was specifically asking that for him. I think, you know, he just wanted to get that out there. But that is, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh man, that's a great question. You know, and and, and I I definitely didn't do a great job answering that.
1: Um, No, I think, no, I, I I think you did. I think you, I think you absolutely did.
0: Well, that's the way my brain works in my brain. I just rambled off a bunch of stuff that made no sense, but I give you, I give you a lot of shit on this podcast, but you did that.
1: You did that really well. Kudos to you. (laughs) I mean, the reason I do it is because I have so much fun rapping with you, but you know, I, I respect you and, and, uh,
0: Oh, d- have, dude, if, if we can't talk to the trash, we got a problem.
1: You know we have a problem. Um, so, so I've got ten minutes left on this card. I, I looked down at my card and I'm like, oh, an hour and a half. I got plenty of time on this. Dude, card. Dude,
0: we're at an hour and twenty five minutes. I know, right now. I know,
1: and I've got nine <laughs> minutes left on this card. So, um, if we have to put in a new card, we will. But I, there's only two two questions left. So we didn't have to go through all of them, but it looks like we're gonna. Okay.
0: Um, I I I'm I'm not trying to rush, but I am going to have to answer these a little bit on the quicker side. Let's I, let's I'm still let's it. Right let's gold. do it.
1: What tips would you give an angler that wants to pull their first DD double digit bass from Pedro McClure and New Maloney's? Is there changes you would make in gear tackle location? Basically, man, if someone wants to go out there and try to get one, what would you
0: say? If you want to go out there and catch one, um, and let's not talk about fishing. We don't want to get into that right now. We already talked about it earlier. If if you want to go out and catch a double digit, you need to be spending as much time on the water as you can from, let's say the Third week of February to probably the middle. Let's just say middle of February till the end of April. You need to be on the water as much as possible, every free chance you get. You need to stay. Oh, well, I don't want to get into. Hold on. How do I answer that without giving it too much? Um, if you're one of those guys that fishes a lot of main lake points and you catch a lot of small fish, you know, like you go out, and you catch 40-50 and you're happy with that, um, but you very seldom see a three pounder stop doing that okay do something different go to a new area throw a bigger bait the main thing is so pre-spawn until the fish move up on the beds if you're a swim bait guy throw your swim baits your glide baits right now um fish just outside of your spawning areas if you don't know what spawning areas are just look them up i'm not gonna explain it right now um focus on your standing timber before you're Spawning areas. That's where they're going to move up and set up right before they spawn. After they spawn, they're going to move back to the same stuff. If you want to catch a double digit, I'm not saying you need to throw a big bait to catch a double digit. My buddy John Myers just stuck a 1082 on a what well, was actually a four-inch Ned rig. It was the bigger Ned Rig, but still, super tiny little four-inch bait. Um, John Myers will be the first to tell you. I don't want to call that fish a fluke because I do like that saying luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And that's totally true. So it wasn't necessarily luck, but he did. There was a lot of luck involved in that. So if you're going to go out and target bigger fish, throw your bigger baits. If I'm targeting a double digit fish, and that's the thing with my guiding nowadays, my whole mindset's different. You know, we're not necessarily chasing giants. We need to put fish in the boat, put numbers, make a fun day out of it. Mm -hmm. But back when I used to go target big ones this time of year, um, springtime, man, I threw a lot of big stuff, you know, I've never been a real big swim bait guy, but I threw a lot of, a lot of big sinkos, seven inch sinkos. Get yourself some of those 10 inch Magnum bait sinkos. Those 10 inch Magnum things are awesome. Um, throw yourself some big spinner baits. They've got big, um, I think they call them like ledge buster spinner baits, and they're like a, like, like a miniature a rig, basically. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: on your a rig, if you want to catch double digit, as long as you're not around a bunch of tiny bait fish, put bigger swim baits on there. Um, and be prepared for it. Beef up your tackle. You know, as long as you're throwing line that your bait still has the right action, like you don't want to throw, you know, a, a uh, um, oh, what's a good example? Like, let's say you are throwing a Nico rig, you know, like six inch Nico rig. Well, you don't want to be throwing your eight pound test like you typically would. Um, if, if you're around a bunch of giants bump up to 10 or 12, now you don't want to throw it on 20 cause you're not gonna have the right action, but bump it up to 10 or 12, you know, mm-hmm. not that you can't catch a double digit on eight pound. I've done it several times but your odds are going to go down and then put yourself in the areas where the big ones are going to go go to where they're going to spawn fish around those areas the highways or whatever you want to call them moving into them those areas going into those and then same thing coming back out um fish around where the fish are going to be spawning because the big ones have to move up and spawn they don't have a choice so put a bigger bait in your hand upsize your line, get in the right areas of the lake. I'm not going to tell you where they're at. You can go on a map and figure it out and uh, spend a lot of time between mid-February and middle to the end of April.
1: Right on. And that was from uh, Hayward Anglers uh, on Instagram, so thank you. We only, right. got, we only got a couple left. Um, what are some common mistakes fishermen make with electronics? That's from Paul Gilman.
0: Oh, that's my buddy Paul. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, real quick, that... That, that guy is basically the guy that I owe um, all of my gratitude for as far as getting me clean and sober. That guy is one of the few that did not give up on me. So it's random. It, it's totally crazy you just ran off that question. But uh, Paul and me are more than family. Um, common mistakes with your electronics. Oh, the biggest mistake is guys don't know what they're looking at. They don't know how to read them. And yep. you can go on YouTube. There's so many tutorials, man. You, you need to learn how to use them. Once you learn what you're reading, it becomes very easy. So the biggest mistake that I see people make is they just don't know what they're looking at.
1: Yeah. And then that's I, I would, I, mean, that's I, the answer to the I, I would say, definitely look up a lot of videos uh, on YouTube and I did that and I was still making mistakes. And one of the reasons I went out with you when, when we went out with you uh, was I wanted you on my boat Looking at my my graphs to make sure what I was looking at was really what I thought it was. Um, Right. Since then, my and the reason I went out there is I wanted to get better at fishing in the winter and using my graphs to find fish, and not just cast around. And it has it has paid off in in spades. So. I would say if you do want to learn electronics, especially on these lakes up here, and what you would what the type of things that you're going to see, and you want to know for sure what's on there, go out with them. Especially if you have your own boat and, and you're you're iffy about your electronics, go out with Ryan. He'll he'll show you kind of what the deal is. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. That's uh that's that, and you got to know what you're looking at.
1: The last one, and this I this okay. one this one hits close to home. I I love this question. Um, this comes from J Rue, uh, fishing the jig, the three I got nose hooked perfectly. Nice. And the other seven bites I missed. So, and I always like say, well, I had three bites and when you get good enough fishing a jig or you fish it enough. You kind of know what a bite is as opposed to hitting a rock or whatever, depending on whatever. But are they just taking one quick swipe or what? Why are you why Why do people miss bites on the jig? If they oh. let's just say that for sure they were bites and those bites were missed.
0: Well, a a, a bass hits. I think everybody thinks, and none of us really know this, this. Is just my opinion, but I spend so much time out there, I I feel like I'm right. But a bass hits a bait for usually one of three reasons in my head. One, they're hungry two, they're pissed off at it, or three, they're curious about it. Um, if they're hungry, it, this is the way it works in my head, guys. This is just a, a guess at best, really. But if they're hungry, I feel like they usually eat it. Now, a lot of times a bass will hit a jig, and, and we've talked about this. If you watch a bass eat a crawdad, sometimes they just slurp them right in, one and done. Many times they peck at them. They, they suck them in, they spit them out, they suck them in, they spit them out. Um what i like to do and and the third reason that they hit a bait there no i i said they're feeding aggression or curiosity so aggression strikes i feel like a lot of times they just don't hold on to the bait they just want it out of there it's in their zone you're not welcome here whatever i feel like those fish are real hard to catch curiosity and feeding bites in my head i feel like those fish are easier to catch they're going to hold on to the bait a little bit longer um I think when they're really hungry, that's when you see them. When you feel a thump on a jig and you swing and they've already got it down into their throat. Well, that fish was hungry, right? He thought it was real. He was going to eat it. Um, I feel like a lot of times when you catch them and it's just outside the mouth, you know, or on the, you know, inside of the mouth by their lips, that kind of stuff. Um, but in my head, usually that fish was either just curious or aggressive, you know, and I just caught them at the right time. But, answer answered your question. And this is the main thing I want you to take away from this. If you start missing fish on a jig in my mind, almost always you were swinging too soon. If, if you get thumped on a jig, you reel down, you feel some pressure and you miss. Um, a lot of guys will say, Oh, I didn't swing soon enough. In my mind, you probably, you probably swung too soon. That fish didn't have it all the way. You know, he might've had it by the, by the rubber, by the pinchers, by the weed guard, whatever. If you were to give him, a, you know, an extra three, four seconds, he might've readjusted it, got it in his mouth um, and he might've spit it out. And I think if he spit it out, you weren't going to stick that fish either way, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's just something I've learned through trial and error. If you start missing jig fish and my cousin, Timmy taught me this, talked about this in many seminars You start missing them, wait longer, almost pretend like you're catfishing, wait for them to load up on that thing. When a bass really wants to eat something, when you're really going to catch it, you can't hardly pull that jig away from it. Mm-hmm. I've shook fish, you know. I've, I've shook fish off pre-fishing pre before. They'll hit a jig in ten foot of water, and they're swimming off. I, I, they're sixty yards off the bank before I finally get them, them to spit that thing out. Wait longer rather than swing sooner.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. err on the side of letting that fish eat that thing.
0: Let them eat it, dude. Just like, like I said, just like your You know, if if it's a day you start missing a lot on a jig,
2: mm-hmm.
0: give okay. them more time rather than less. And I feel like. Typically, that's the right move.
1: Right on. And that's it. That wraps it up. Um, So you gave away one hat. Did you have another?
0: uh, I gave, you know what? The other question I like. um, Oh, man, I'm going to send another one to my buddy, Mr. NorCal, dude. Um, That's Eli, right? Yep. Yep. I'm going to send one to him. Hey, go ahead and reach out to me. I'm going to send you one, bud. Um, Oh, man, that question was good. That was a good question.
1: Definitely. And it, it, you know, it's one of those things. This is a podcast. We're talking about fishing, but, you know, uh, it fishing is life. Life is fishing. They, they mirror each other, I think, in a lot of ways. So it's a good question.
0: Well, and I want to use my fishing. I want to use my platform to, to give people hope, you know? Um, I mean, there was a lot, man, there was a lot of, there were so many people. And I don't want to take credit for everything I've done. Believe me, there's an army of people that helped me get through what I've been through that have helped me get to where I'm at today. And if I do not use where I've gotten, not that I'm some celebrity by any means, but I've got a little bit of a platform built up. And if I don't use that to try to give back and help somebody else, then I just feel like a complete piece of shit, you know, that, 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 that doesn't deserve it. So, um, yes, 100%. I love that question, and, and and it's something I've been wanting to get into. I just you know, but it's hard to just dive into it. So it's it's, yeah, yeah. And I'm I I am all about using this to give back and help others. And again, man, if this reaches one person that 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 it it, it might help them and give them some hope, then everything's worth it. It's that simple.
1: Right on. Well, I think that does it. We are wrapped. It is uh, we had to change cards uh well over an hour and a half so we blew away the uh the hour we're both going Christmas. horse yeah no it's uh it's it's time now i just gotta wrap this thing up for tomorrow and we can open up the week on a monday uh for people to listen to and so unless you've got a real we long commute do another
0: wednesday one joel
1: no i think we're good for this week buddy i think we've done we're more good than enough okay. uh, so we'll we'll uh, reconvene um mid late next week and yeah I think we're good.
0: Loved it, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, and uh, have a great week, man.
1: You too, man. look forward to see what you do this week.
0: All right, buddy. Take care. Appreciate it. See ya. Boy, that escalated quickly.
2: Don't act like you're not impressed.
1: Ryan he's like man I didn't sign on for this but yeah we had a lot of good questions Uh, a lot of those were actually sent to him directly uh, because like I said I I totally screwed up and I would have had more questions from you guys that that follow here but a lot of good questions came via Instagram to him last week and I was able to have those because he sent them to me so thank you all for for participating I hope you got something out of it I, I mean I think there was a lot of cool stuff there and even if it's always not all, all about fishing, I think it's stuff that, that you can use in your in your daily lives. Hopefully, um, and this one had some some kind of heavier <laughs> heavier stuff, and uh, but I enjoyed it. Um, I hope you did too. I think that's it. Thanks to everybody who's uh, subscribed and and uh, done all the the iTunes stuff. Um, say it every time. It's a it's a huge help, and I really appreciate it. If you have the time go ahead and do that. I'm thinking about doing some kind of giveaway here soon. Um, I don't really want, I mean, really, I just want to try to get that to a point where if you search for California bass fishing, I show up in the first hundred because the ones that I see. And if I go even on my, my wife's or if I go on someone else's phone and try to search it, the stuff that comes up is ridiculous. Like if you search California bass fishing, you don't, you're finding stuff from that has nothing to do with bass fishing. It's, it's stupid the way that their algorithm is. So you just have to get as many, you know, subscribers and, and I guess you have to get to a certain threshold. And so that's why I ask every weekend, because unless you follow on Instagram, I'm not going to go chasing people on Facebook. I've, I've said this. So it's just kind of frustrating that people that who may be looking for a podcast on iTunes can't find it because, uh, Apple, um, can't figure out an algorithm um, that's not based off solely popularity like you can't even find what you're looking for like if i wanted to go find a podcast on uh like building lawn gnomes i think that there's probably one out there i don't think i would find it unless i went onto the internet and actually tried to search it out and then went back through and, and looked it up specifically by its name because I because iTunes sucks that bad or Apple podcast sucks that bad that's enough uh, I won't go on any longer but that is why I ask and I know it's annoying that I ask but that is why I ask there is a reason for it um, like I said I'm not making any money off this so really it is what it is thank you everybody and we'll catch you next time see ya.